another year older yesterday. I'm the same, I'm the same age as Alan. 36. <laughs> if you've got your Bibles open, I want to just continue um, my little journey through the Psalms for uh, one more time. And uh, so if you want to turn to Psalm 27, Psalm 27, the words up on the screen, let's read it together. The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. One thing I asked of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me, At his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me. O God, my Saviour, though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, breathing out violence. I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Father God, we pray that you might just bless those words to us tonight. Lord, that you might encourage us and inspire us. In Jesus' name, amen. It's almost worth just reading that and just sitting down, isn't it? Hey? But I'm not going to. Just, just there for a moment, your hopes were raised, weren't they? It's been, uh, as I say, over the last few months, I've just shared with you around a, a few of the Psalms, and it's been good that, that I know that some of you have found that helpful and been able to, uh, to tell me that. Um, and uh, one of the things is that sometimes these verses that we know so well just pop up, and uh, you realize where they come from. Um, somebody was saying to me last time when I, I spoke on uh, Psalm 46, they didn't realize that that's where Bill be still and know that I am God came from. Um, and, uh, uh, and it helped them to perhaps understand better the, the, the power of those words when it's set in the context of that psalm and in the context of, of, of how it was written. 
But it can be a bit of a problem, isn't it, when we pick out those verses. And tonight's psalm starts with some of those verses. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You can just pick those verses out, write them down, stick them on a fridge magnet up on the wall. Of whom the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom I shall be afraid. As they say where I come from, sorted. It's easy, isn't it? You know, it's straightforward, easy. But of course, it isn't, because the, the worst thing we can do with those things is that, is that we can use them as sort of those texts that sort of we, we beat ourselves with. You know, well, if I'm a Christian, why am I afraid of certain things? Why do I fear certain things? Why am I not always confident? Why am I not always courageous when I should be? And we can use verses to beat ourselves with and say, oh, Lord, I'm, use- I'm useless. Because if you were my light and my salvation, then I wouldn't fear. Every time we perhaps read those verses, we are challenged by them because we know the reality of life can be very different. And it's important for us that we see these verses in the context of the rest of the psalm because uh, David, the psalmist, knew the reality of life and the reality of the power of God in that reality. Now, one of the things that, uh, that, that, that is, on my, is my heart's desire is that, um, that we not just be Christians, that, but we be real Christians in a real world. Because I think when we're real in a real world, that's when we make connections with people. If we're somewhere floating on a cloud up here somewhere, it's hard for people to make connections. And here, David wants to make the connection. And as we read through the psalm, we realize that, that, that these words are not sort of platitudes, they're not sort of pie in the sky, they're not wishful thinking, but they come from a battle-hardened faith that's lived in the reality of the real world. And it's important that we hear that. I don't know what you fear. There are all kinds of... uh, uh, I was reading a, a survey recently about the kinds of things that people are frightened of, the obvious things... Um, of, uh, of, of rats and snakes and spiders and, um, and, and things like that and worms and you know, all that kind of thing. I, I'm married to somebody who's absolutely terrified of spiders and uh, if she, she, she has this... Emo- I'm, she's not here and if she listens to this, she'll kill me. <laughs> but uh, but uh, she has that innate ability to walk into a room and know there's a spider there. And she'll be able to spot it at, at, at 500 paces. And she'll say, it's up there. You know? And before we can go any further, I have to get rid of it. But uh, people sort of, I say, we, we all have our little fears and, and phobias and things. Uh, interestingly, in this survey, the thing that people feared most was standing up and speaking in front of other people. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> we can relate to that, can't we, Phil? <laughs> But uh, you know whether it's uh, whether it's we fear sickness or health problems. It, you know, all of us are a little bit afraid of dying. The process, if not the actuality, 
we all have some, some fears and, uh, and, and we, need, we need just to, just to know God's presence in, in those things. Sometimes fear is a good thing, isn't it? You know, uh, there's a lovely quote from uh, the book Moby Dick where Cap- Captain Ahab says, um, I don't want anybody on this boat who's not afraid of whales. Um, which, which, is, which is good. And when we look through the scriptures, we, we see people who, who, who have that confidence and that courage. Um, and David was one of those. You know, when we look at his life, the things that he went through, um, we were told that as a shepherd, uh, he, he fought off a bear and a lion that threatened his, his flock. We know the, the wonderful story of him uh, in, with Goliath when he faced and killed the giant. Uh, he experienced those real issues when, uh, um, when King Saul decided he was going to seek after him and kill him, and you know, he had to go and hide. So this is a man who, you know, who'd, who'd seen all that, who'd been through all that, who'd, who'd experienced that, who'd experienced the real difficulties in life. So when he expresses his courage, his faith, his confidence, where he says, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? He's not speaking out of empty experience. And he goes on in the psalm, When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it's my enemies and my foes who stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Even though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. It's reality. He knows these things, these battles that we fight in life. It's not bravado or blind courage. He knows what it's like when the wicked advance against him, when the army besiege him. Later he talks about family troubles. In in verse 10, Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. This is a man who knows the trials and tribulations of life and yet can still say, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Perhaps as we look and seek through the psalm, we might understand a little more about where that, where that, um, that courage, that faith, that, that confidence come from. The, the, t- the kind of trust that he has comes from the fact he'd seen God frequently at work in his life. He had seen God uh, work in, in so many ways through those troubles. And one of the important things is that we need to just step back for a moment and see the way in which God is with us. Sometimes in the smallest of things. Sometimes in the smallest of situations, we just see something of God. And it's really important that we step back and reflect on our lives. Maybe we need to do it almost day by day. To start at the end of each day and say, when have I seen the Lord at work in my life? To open our spiritual eyes to say, Lord, what have you done today? I know that that has certainly um, been my experience, is that, uh, that, that God often works and I don't recognize it. And I should. Because when I recognize those things, then I build my faith. Uh, There's a wonderful quote that I came across recently. Faith is a gift of God, 
but it usually comes in installments. Isn't that a lovely quote? Faith is a gift of God, but it usually comes in installments. And sometimes we miss the installments because we we don't take those moments to reflect and look back. We need to ask God to open our spiritual eyes so we can see the ways in which he is working in our lives. And our faith and our courage increases. Because when he's done it before, he would do it again. And that was David's stand of faith. When he's he's done it before, so he would do it again. As we reflect... We also see here David's trust in God. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Our words of, of trust, of, of intimacy with God. That David really treasured his fellowship with the Lord. That he wanted to be um, in the Lord's presence. There are three, sorry, four pictures in those verses. The, the idea of being safe in his dwelling, hid under the shelter, in the sacred tent, high upon a rock. And each of those things are about different things. The the idea of being safe in his dwelling, being in the presence of God. You know, being where he lives. You know, to be where God lives. I often say that um, you don't really get to know someone unless you live with them. And that's true, isn't it? You can say, oh, I know that person, but unless you actually live with them sometimes... You don't really know the real them. And, and David want to, wanted to live with God. But he also wanted uh, to be hid under his shelter. The, the word for shelter is about protection. He said I want to, he wanted to be in his sacred tent. The tent um, at the time when you're sort of leading a nomadic life, your tent, you put your tent up so you could go to sleep. It was a place of rest. David wanted to be in a place where he could rest with God. And he wanted to be high upon a rock. Again, a rock was, was in the Old Testament is, a, is a, a safe place, a place of safety. And it's those things that, that David sort of um, put his trust in. Having faith, I'm... There's a, again a quote for somebody who says, I want to love God, but how do I do it? So somebody responded, Well, it's easy to love God. It is for those, it is for those who do. To have that, that relationship with God that David, David had. If we want to lo- love God, we need to focus on getting to know Him better. We all know. I won't tell you the things that we need to do to, to, get, to do those things. It means, you know, spending time in prayer, spending time reading and studying his word, spending time in fellowship with other Christians, spending time in worship, that we might get to know the Lord better, that our faith and love will grow and our courage will increase and our trust 
will grow as David's uh, did. I want to just, just look for a couple of minutes at a couple of characteristics of this, this trust that, um, that David had. Because this trust continued even when adversity struck. That He talks about all those things that happened to him and yet he had maintained his trust and faith through those things. Again, uh, for those of you who, uh, who, uh, who love the old uh, stories... Uh, um, in, uh, in The Wizard of Oz, the lion claims to be very brave until Toto, Dorothy's little dog, barked at him. And the reality became clear that he was not the brave lion, but the cowardly lion. And we don't want to be like that, you know, that, you know, that we can say, uh, I, I, you know, my, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom then shall I fear? But the minute something happens, that falls apart. David's courage was about taking a stand of faith. There are times when we have to choose to believe. It has to be an act of will. Sometimes against the evidence that we're facing in our lives, sometimes we have to say, I choose to believe that God is with me. I will believe that act of will. It's a bit like uh, when you get married. Uh, it always bugs me when in the media they talk about you say I do you've never said I do you always say I will it's an act of will you don't know what the future holds but at that moment you make an act of will and there's sometimes in life when we have to do that in terms of our faith that, that moment where we say I believe and I stand That act of will. And David, in the midst of anxiety, in the midst of, uh, of, of, of all that was going on in his life at times, he decided he, he would take that step. Now, we sing that song, don't we? Um, even, when I don't, when, even when I don't feel it, you're working. Don't we? And sometimes we can, we can reduce faith to a subjective feeling. But it's not always like that. You know, Praise the Lord, we have those moments where we just sense God is present amongst us. You know, there are moments in our life when we just want to dance around and praise and thank God, but there are moments when, we, when God doesn't seem that close. When God doesn't seem that near. And we need to make that moment. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. I will choose to have faith. That's not blind faith. It's, it's not that we're pretending the rest of the world, all these things don't exist. It's about, you know, because we see evidence, you know, that, that the Bible supplies us with, with so much evidence of, of how God works, even in adversity. Um, one of my, my favorite uh, things is, uh, you know, I love the story of Daniel, but I, I love the story of, uh, of his three friends when they're going to be thrown into the fiery furnace and they just stand and they say to, um, 
They say to the king, if we're thrown into the fiery furnace, the blazing furnace, the king, will serve, the king we serve is able to save us, sorry, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hands, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you've set up. Even if he doesn't. That's a wonderful place of faith, isn't it? You know? And we see something of that in this psalm, something of that. The courage that doesn't melt, even in the face of the flames. And, the, and I say that you know, the Bible has so many examples uh, of that. But also, you know, in, in, in Christian history, there's, there's so many uh, examples of that. One of, one of my favourite, uh, again, stories is of a 19th century preacher, uh, a man called Henry Ward Beecher. And he... Uh, he, after preaching against drunkenness one time, he was confronted by an intoxicated man with a gun who was angry about the things that uh, Henry had said. And as he confronts him, uh, Henry says, Fire away, but I don't believe that you can hit the mark as well as I did today. God can give us courage even in the midst of those challenges. And we need to, to make that moment, that uh, conviction, that stand to trust in him. Even when he's discouraged, the second thing, even when he's discouraged, David continued, continued to trust God. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, O Lord, my Saviour. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses have risen against me, breathing out violence. There were times when David was under pressure, when he felt discouraged. But even in those times, he would hang in there to maintain his confidence because he says, I'm still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Fear has that ability to feed on itself and we need to break that cycle, break that moment. God gives us that strength, that help, that encouragement that we need. So we've seen that David's courage is rooted in his faith and his love for God. It's the type of courage that, that holds up even in adversity, and he's still there, even when his night, worst nightmares come true. It's a courage that continued to give him strength as he struggled with discouragement. And I don't know about you, but you know, I would just love just a little bit of that. That courage, that, that, um, that not, not, f- not um, that we're fearless, but that we're not so fearful. Um, and, you know, we all face difficult things. You know, we can you know, face tough times, whether it's family things, medical stuff, financial stuff, all kinds of stuff. Um, but, and it's very easy to, to, to fear, to be gripped by that. And, but God doesn't want that to happen. And he gives us this psalm, perhaps, as a, as a pointer, as an example to help us. Just a, a couple of things, just to finish, that, that, that we might... You might want to do just uh, some practical things if we're trying to sort of uh, build our faith, if you like. Some of that can be just in terms of 
taking a verse of scripture, maybe to take that, that verse, the first verse of that, of that psalm, and just speak it to yourself every day. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Just to make that, you know, a, a sort of a, a, the motto, if you like, a, a sort of a, a sense of, of hearing God through those things that, that, that might help us. And the second thing, perhaps, is to just recognize those fears. What are the things that right now you fear? What is it right now that's hindering your walk with God, that's keeping you from being the person that God wants you to be? Sometimes it might be something that, you're, that you've held on to for a long time, maybe something recent. But to actually identify it and take it to God and say, Lord, would you change this? Would you take this from me? Maybe share it with someone you trust. Ask them to pray with you. Whatever it is, now, don't sort of vaguely have the fear, but say, Lord, it's this, it's this. It's this, Lord. I, I need you to minister to this. David says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Amen. <laughs>